Welcome, friends and fellow adventurers. This is Alex Reed, your guide to the lands of Manassas and the DM of Cocked, a real play D&D podcast. At the end of last episode, the party appeared to be prepared to leave Port Savorsa. The party has agreed to head to Avorgos to help out Ringed Flame and spent one more night at Finley's Fresh Catch in Port Savorsa. Now, let's get into the cast introductions for this episode of Cocked, a real play D&D podcast. All right, go. Yeah, hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to this uh, new episode of Cocked, a real play D&D podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so we'll get started. <laughs> we're we're going to change our introduction uh, format here. So we're going to go around the table. They're going to introduce their characters, who they are, and answer a question. For this week, we're going to go around the table and answer, how does your character feel about keeping secrets from the rest of the party? Who would like to start? Guess I'll go. <laughs> let's let's get some juicy gossip dissed out here. Oh gosh. Okay. Hello. Do you have a prepared answer? No. I. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jessica Reed. I play Katie, a dragonborn fighter. <laughs> uh, to answer today's question, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna roll off. <laughs> sorry, Katie. Katie just slammed oh Jessica God. Reed's phone so down sorry. in anger. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, to start out, uh, how does Katie feel about secrets? Um, uh, she doesn't intentionally keep any secrets, I would say. Um, but she loves to be a part of secrets. <laughs> does that make sense? Everybody? And secret rooms. Yes. And yes. Anything that are secret are inviting. Yeah. Inviting and secret rooms. Yes, for sure. Huh. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm Reggie. I'll be playing Brock Olton. Morris. <laughs> Just say that sentence over. Okay. No, like. no, I like it. In three, two, one. Um, the Cobalt Artificer. Baraka has a few secrets of his own already, so he doesn't what are they? necessarily care too much about them. Because, I mean, he has his own, so he's... Well, I, I wouldn't say doesn't care. Like, he wants to know things that are secret, but he's not going to, like, be fully adamant about trying to find what's behind, like, a secret door, for example. <laughs> so either you care about secrets or you don't care about secrets. Kind, kind of in the middle. Kind, kind <laughs> of in the middle. <laughs> that works. Okay, uh, this is Alex Groves. I play Agard, the Furbolg Druid. Agard, I don't think he really... Ha- Let's put it this way. I don't know that he really thinks of secrets. Like it, It's not really something that's part of his... He's pretty open with everyone. Yeah. And we've already established that he's friends with most people he meets uh, right away, unless they try to a- attack him. I will say, though, he did, in a one of our prequel episodes... Did hide a large amount of gems from the group. <laughs> and that's only because what he has seen so far out of people outside of his own people, people in the rest of the world, is he's seen how money and things of great worth can, you know, affect people. And I think getting to know this group right now and trying to make sure that they're, you know, everyone's safe and working together, he, he buried you know, a large amount of, of jewels to keep those. So he might do that from time to time, but but keeping secrets, I mean, he's going to be pretty open about most things, I, I think. I, I feel like with Agard, at least, like, even if it is a secret, he doesn't, like you were saying, he doesn't view it as a secret. It's just like, right. Oh, like, if you were to confide something about. in him, he's not going to go off and town crier it to everyone. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you know, you might tell him something. And then he's just going to go and tell, you know, the other people in the group, so. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Connor Jorner. I play the Leonin Ranger, Ebron Iron Man. As far as secrets go, he believes that... Lots. <laughs> really? <laughs> Big bang tank. <laughs> <laughs> he believes... <laughs> He believes that they're both nece- a necessary evil, but in in certain circumstances, they could get people killed or badly hurt. Yeah, and so he 
with him, it's a balancing act. What to tell and what not to tell, especially since he's got secrets of his own. Especially something coming from his homeland (laughs) that someone gave him. So... Remind us what his homeland's name is again. Sansano Island, also known as Pride Island. Hey guys, uh, Alex Reed, DM here for a cop and no, uh, your guide to the Please lands of that. Manassas. <laughs> nope, staying in. Oh, no. um, <laughs> as far as keeping secrets from the party, uh, I 100% believe in it because if I told you everything, you would know what was going to happen in the story. So. Yeah, I'm going to keep my secrets here as the DM. And, only in uh, game, right, though? Well, of course, only in game. As an actual person, I don't believe in secrets. I, <laughs> I believe that they can be, like, important at times. Like, oh. I mean, if you look at... Do, do you want to go into this? We can go into the movie. Yes, what, please talk about what was the, the times... Please discuss with Jess the times you think no, no, secrets no, no, are no, okay. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> there, there, was a, there was a movie. It's very important. I would like to know. What, what is it um, where they make the, the, the first computer? Do you remember that movie? <laughs> You're going to have to. I, I can't remember the name of it, though. It's Oh, Imitation Game. Yes, the Imitation yeah. Game. Exactly. Yeah. They built that computer and they found out that they could hack into the German messages. Right. And there's a very important scene in there where he has to make a decision. He finds out that the Germans are going to attack a boat and that is the boat that his brother is on. So everything in him wanted to warn them. But the Americans were like, hey, if we warn them then the germans will know that we intercepted their message and they had to make that decision to keep that secret so that they could slowly crack the code to win the war so if you want my opinion sometimes secrets like that are important and should be kept in war it's it's hard you know that would be a terrible decision to have to make i hope none of us have to make that decision but outside of decisions that have outside of decisions like that 100 years ago no (laughs) I i don't keep secrets except for this campaign you guys don't get those secrets but yeah <laughs> so I feel like um, that was overly explained well so we can cut, we, we can cut that out um oh oh i'm hiding something okay. <laughs> no actually anyways. i like that actually yeah no no i was i was just saying because anyways um last time you guys uh were navigating your way through ports of orsa um the last couple episodes actually you guys had visited ring flame you went back Got a brone, went back to Ring Flamed again before going to speak to uh, Quincy Haddock. Then you spoke to Quincy Haddock. You guys realized that the mayor um, was really more against Quincy than it seemed like he was going to be. And you guys were able to finagle a deal to stay in town the extra night and leave in the morning. The mayor basically told you it's not that you'd be banned from the city, but just to kind of lay low for a little while. You guys got a tip from Ringed Flame as far as the next area you're headed. I think you guys decided to head to Avorgos to look into the disappearing people and the mystery that was surrounding Avorgos and what was happening there. And you guys stayed at Finley's overnight, and you guys are awakening the next morning. Agard was outside the city. Yep, that's right. Agard went out and slept near. Yeah, the, he kind of covered camp. the tracks of. Yep, and he did it successfully. Um, and then he also attuned to the knife and the spear. Yep. yep. So, before we get to you guys, Agard, you wake up outside of the city walls. It is close to daybreak. I would say you could be up for about half an hour before daybreak happens um, and still get a long rest. So, you wake up in time to, as you walk out of the woods, you see the walls and the doors opening to the city to port saborsa okay all right i had to our guard heads to uh, finley okay as you walk through the guards kind of wave at you it is uh, a different set of guards but ones that you've seen before um they know who you are and uh as you walk past make a perception roll real quick 18 okay you hear one of them lean over to the other one and go that that's him yeah and they start whispering and he's like that's that's one of the heroes of saborsa and with that, you kind of can piece together that people have been talking since last night. Um, they saw you guys talk to the mayor and Quincy, and that kind of rumor is going around town. You guys are kind of known as the heroes of Saborsa now. And I think hearing that, do I hear it as I'm approaching or as I've passed? Kind of as you're walking past them, they're okay. kind of whispering and having a conversation. I just, I, I, Agard would just look at them and give them kind of a knowing, just kind of a friendly nod. You know, not just brush past them, but, you know, just kind of a... And they, they kind of, like, 
look at you. They they realize you heard them and they kind of just gesture like embarrassed wave like, ooh, he heard us, you know, type of thing. But he is he has a little little extra stuff to his strut this morning. So, all right, then you're able to get to Finley's. You walk in and Finley is actually not downstairs. Falder is back there cooking and uh, making breakfast and stuff for the morning. All right, well, I'm, uh, Agar, wouldn't, I'm not, he's not going to go up to the rooms, so he'll just, um, good morning, Folder. Hello. Uh, mind if I just grab some water and um, for my friends? Sure, sure. Yeah. And he kind of shuffles over and he just starts filling cups, and then he turns and looks at you and goes, how, how many? Uh, just one for me now, and then the rest, whenever they wake, they'll come down. Oh, Okay. And he turns around and he walks back out with the tray that has one and sets it on your table and walks back around. Okay. At this point, the sun is kind of coming out. You guys are all waking up. I'll, I'll say the same thing. You guys could choose if you want to to wake up about 15, 20 minutes before the sun actually rose. Um, you're able to. If you guys don't want to, you sleep until the sun comes up. What would you like to do? I mean, Brock will get up and just prepare stuff for the day. That's about okay. it. Yeah, same thing with a brone. Um, he's usually up. At least a half hour before daybreak. Katie will get up and she meditates for a little bit. Still kind of... It's been a long week or a couple days. Yeah. It's been like four days. But yeah. It's been a long four days. <laughs> it's been um, a very long four days. But after she meditates, she'll uh, go and I believe Brock and I have... Conjoining rooms. Yeah. I will just go and knock on that door. Bracca? I mean, you can you can probably hear noise from the inside, like vials and stuff clanking together, and me like pouring stuff. Katie will open the door a little bit and kind of peek her head in. Like, are are you awake? Uh, uh probably. <laughs> You're probably awake. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I'm gonna go downstairs for breakfast. Did you want to come, or are you gonna come later? Um, I'll go down in 10 minutes, probably, maybe. Okay, uh, I'll go ahead and go down there, and I'll just meet uh, you there. Okay. So she'll close that door and go out of her actual room door and go down the stairs. Roll perception. <clears throat> 15. So you, you hear Katie's door close. Um, you know somebody in your party is up and probably headed downstairs. By this point, Ebron's up, he's dressed, and he'll wait a minute until Katie has gone downstairs. And then he'll leave his room and join. Okay. I'd say you were probably sitting there for like five minutes before Katie comes down. And then shortly after, Ebron joins. And then probably like 10, 15 minutes after Bracca will get down there. Is there anything you guys want to talk about before Bracca gets there? Or are you guys just kind of waiting, drinking small talk, waiting for everybody? Just so you guys know, I think you'll, while he was encouraged, Agar was encouraged by what he heard from the, what the guard say, you're going to notice Agar's going to be a little distant today. He's just, he's preoccupied. But yeah, I mean, he's just sitting there drinking. If the group wants to come down and have breakfast, he'll have breakfast with them. I'm going to come downstairs and put my bow and my swords in the corner. And I'm going to sit down across from a garden, order some breakfast with water. I'll make a point to, to sit next to a guard because she'll be there before Ibron. So Katie went and sat next to a guard. Braca, after he's done, um, making his elixirs and stuff for the day, he'll mess with the amulet our Pip gave him and try and summon in a, like an actual raptor out of it, not like the mechanical one. So an organic raptor appears. When it appears, Brocco would probably like stumble and fall back and probably like yell a little bit just because <gasps> he's never done it before. And there's just a raptor standing in front of him now. When that happens, the, the raptor kind of just kind of tilts its head and looks at you. Like, it's a little confused, and then it kind of slowly inches towards you and kind of tries to nuzzle against if it, Brock's if, arm. If it starts to come towards me, Brock's going to, like, turn his head and, like, close his eyes and, like, put his hands out. It'll just start to nuzzle against the hands that you have out, like, almost like it's showing you that it's not hostile towards you. Oh, okay. Hi, I, I, I guess. And Brock will just 
kind of begin to like slowly pat it on its head, just the side of its head, like very shakily, like very nervously. It'll just kind of lean into it and then it'll start looking around. It's just trying to see where it's at. It's just kind of looking around, kind of sniffing the air. You do notice that even though it is like more of an organic one, it is, it's not completely solid. It's strange. But when you reach out, you can feel it. Right. Okay. Would we have heard Bracca scream? Well, Bracca's on the third floor and okay. you're down at the breakfast table. So I'm going to go with no on this <laughs> one. Um, if you were next door, you could probably roll a perception check for it. But Okay, dang. <laughs> I want to see the rap. I, I, I would see. I, I think it's not like super loud scream. It's like a, <gasps> yeah. you know, like a it's quick like, little, like, like, like a, a startle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, startle. But okay, out of... The order of the game here. When we see it, we're going to see a raptor, though. I'm a little confused with the yeah, description. You're going to see the raptor. Like. It's okay. very... Um, like blue in Jurassic it has Park. This, I know what a raptor looks like. It has this almost like... Uh, <laughs> like uh, You know, like the wraiths in Lord of the Ring? The, like, is it ethereal? Oh, okay, sure, sure, Like sure. kind of thing around yeah. it. It's, like it's an got aura. That, yeah, it's got like an aura almost okay. around it. Okay. Just for the druid, he has now, or he's going to see... Uh, Raptor. Yep, he's going to see a raptor. Uh, I mean, Brockus is going to unsummon the thing after like five minutes. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't want to walk downstairs with an ethereal raptor. <laughs> you, you just kind of, you, you touch the amulet and it disappears, but it disappears in a way that it almost like it's, you've seen those like those cheesy sci-fi movies where like the thing zooms into something, it does yeah. that and it zooms ACX into your amulet. Effect. Like Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's those like cheesy sci-fi movies. It, it's like the reverse hyperspeed. No, but like have no, the only one you're my only hope and yeah. then it goes back into the or SCX yeah. Yeah. effect. Yeah, it's a hologram, I think. Yeah. You just see the words. You don't actually see <laughs> So yeah. So uh <laughs> so you make it real hard to nice. You are you are able to summon Trying the raptor after a few minutes. Not at all. It's awesome. Sorry. So you're able to summon the raptor, and after a few minutes, you kind of touch the amulet, and it goes right back into it. Okay. Baraka will just uh, kind of sit there for like another minute thinking about what has happened, and then just go downstairs. You do notice that because you summoned it, now the claw that is on your amulet is, it's got a faint glow to it. Okay. And it matches kind of the aura that was around the raptor. Okay. Yeah, Brock will just, like, tuck the amulet, like, in his shirt or whatever. And I'll let you choose what color the aura is around oh, it. Purple. Yeah. Purple? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's got a, like, a light purple aura that around it. That was quick. Purple. So you, you head downstairs, you head to breakfast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So everybody's down there. Um, at this point, you guys have gotten some breakfast. You have some food. Um, you're eating. You've got some water. You have a salad. No, he, you, you they already eat. Oh, I thought you got. Didn't you get veggies last time when you guys? He, he did, but he eats all oh, the okay. well, so You guys get fish and. Hoping that they're using the spices that. They're using the spices that Agard gave them. Brocco will once again eat his food like a Komodo dragon. Can we see how good the meal is? Yeah, sure. I'll roll for it. I rolled a seventeen naturally. Nice. nice. And what did we? What did we agree? The pouch did a D ten. Oh, I don't think we agreed on that, but sure. D10, yes. That works. D12, I thought. Another D20, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All the Ds. I rolled a 2, so it's 19. Nice. So it's still really good. It's yeah. delicious. Much better than last time. <laughs> Not that Brocka notices. <laughs> so uh, you guys have gotten breakfast. Mm-hmm. You got your drinks. Um, if you're ready to go. You do see Finley gets up and he kind of walks out and um, he sees you guys. He's like, oh, hey guys. You guys are awake? Hi, Finley. Hi. Good morning, Finley. Good morning. So, Finley, can you please tell your brother that the food is delicious today? It is so good today. Yeah, of course, of course. We loved it. Good, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. What are your plans for today, Finley? Um, well, I was going to go down to the market and buy some more fish, but you brought me those trout yesterday, and they're they're keeping in the back. I, should, I think I should be able to be good for another day or so. You guys are the... Um, one of the only Good. ones that have a room here, so we're, we're running a little little bare, but there's supposed to be a new couple ships coming in, so hopefully we'll get a couple couple people coming through. Oh, good. 
how long are you guys supposed to be gone? We'll oh. probably be gone for some time. Yeah. Well, okay. At least a week. Well, I'll, I'll Which keep... Which in this world is ten days. <laughs> well, um, well, I'll be sure to tell everybody about you. I still have the arrow up there to make sure we remember the heroes of Savorsa. We'll be sure to tell everyone to come to Finley's when they come to the town. I, yes. I appreciate it. Thank you. Do you guys, is there anything else you guys need? Or No, I believe we're good. He's going to kind of look around. And since you guys are all sitting down, he's just going to walk over to Agard and just like kind of like give him a hug. Aww. And just be like, thanks, friends. <laughs> and he's just going to kind of walk around and, and like give everybody a hug. And he's going to be like, you guys. Um, oh, my gosh. No, when he gives Katie a hug, she will full on like squeeze. <gasps> not hard. Stop. Not hard, but like lifting him up at the same time. Like He's going to be like, oh, oh yeah, oh, I love you. it. And as he sets back down, he's gonna be like, um, I-, "I gotta say, thank, thank you guys. I was, I was a little worried at first, but you guys are probably some of the nicest people I've ever met." And um, Katie I'm, just has a tear coming down her face. I really appreciate everything you've done for me and my brother. So, again, if you guys need anything, please let it, let us know, and, and we'll do what we can. I, I hope love him. <laughs> oh yeah, when he if he tries to hug Bracca, I mean he'll probably let him, but he Bracca's just gonna be really confused. His eyes are just gonna be wide, and like his head's gonna tilt a little bit. He <laughs> might he might snarl just a little bit. <laughs> oh, because he's confused Ooh, at cause life. He's, probably because he's getting close to your food. Pro- <laughs> well, I mean, oh I mean, there's none left. I mean, Komodo. Oh, that's true. Really, yeah, I was gonna say he picked the whole plate yeah, up. Yeah. Like, yeah, Agar's <laughs> gonna have a little bit left on his plate. He's gonna push it over to Bracca. No, yeah, there you go. So he'll... can we really quick? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Where are we heading again? I can't remember. We're. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't um, remember what East we're Gate. supposed to do after this. Who? Eastgate. But no, but uh, like where? Like, like, like the... how we're leaving the city. Where? DM. <laughs> <laughs> that almost came out differently. Uh, no, like what city are we going to again? Oh, and, uh, and uh, then... Who? Like like the place Brocco wants to go to? No, no, no. no. We're no. going to find the missing people at... Evorgos. Yeah. Evorgos. We're there, and then we're going to... Villabras. Yep, those places. Well, Gilmead. <laughs> Gilmead, yeah. Oh, Gilmead. Gilmead is in Villabras. Yeah. All those. Um, so you guys were told that if you leave out the East Gate, there's two ways you can go. You can go through Andarius Keep. Oh, I remember that. Or this. you can go through Guamora, <laughs> but you've got to go through one of those two to get to Evorgos. Yeah, we want to go the fastest way. Yes. Uh, that's probably going up through... We just um, follow the Glamora. trail. So, have already forgotten half the names we said. Oh my god, yeah. Agard, we'll just RP it this way, tells Finley, this is our plan. This is where mm-hmm. we plan to go. We're going to go to this place next. Should you need us for anything, if you can get word, just letting you know where we'll be. Well, I appreciate it. Um, If you guys hurry, there's um, a lot of caravans that are getting ready to leave out the East Gate in the next like, 15, 20 minutes. It might be... You know, it might be nice to be in in a crowd of people just along those roads. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys have safe travels, and I, ho- I hope I hear from you and see from you guys soon. We'll bring you back a souvenir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. He's going to turn and walk back behind the bar. Uh, are we full? Are we ready to leave? I'm ready. Yeah, I think I'm ready to go. And... Katie will uh, get up for old time's sake and go to the small door and try to <laughs> wiggle her way out the small door of Finley. You hear Finley chuckle behind the bar. <laughs> Do I need to roll a dux? There's nothing. Just let it happen. Yeah. I already did it once. I mean, flawlessly. It, it might take you a little bit to get out of it, but yeah, you're going to be able to do it. And then once she gets out, she's going to turn around and like bend over to where her face, you can see her face through the door and be like, are you guys ready to come? I guess we should be on our way. And Agar uses the large door. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys head out, you head to the East Gate. Um, you do see there are a couple caravans and a, a couple groups of people. Some are coming into the city that look like they were coming from Avorgos and, and or Guamora and Andarius Keep. 
as they're headed towards the city once the gates open. But there are some that are headed out. You'll head east for about two and a half days before reaching a fork. Once we reach that fork, you'll have to decide if you want to go to Gwamora or Andarius Keep. So, Wait, I'm sorry. Are we now already on the trail? And You're getting on the trail from the east gate. I'm letting you know. We haven't met the, the caravan and all that. Two and a, no, you've got... I, I'm sorry. I'm confused. I missed it. <laughs> you you guys are at the east gate. Okay. But oh, I, okay. as the DM, am letting you know. Then the next oh, like two and a half, three days, you're going to have to decide which way you want to go. Okay. Now, real quick, since I'm not used to what the caravan is, do we need to pay for passage to go with these people? Or we're just traveling with a group of people, like so amongst it, people? You're just kind of, there's a mass exodus leaving the city, and they kind of travel together at first, and then it kind of trickles and okay. spreads out. Gotcha. Just, just want to be clear. Okay. All right. Well, let's wait for the caravan to leave, and we'll head off. So you notice there's a there's a couple different ones. There's some with wagons. There's some people that are on foot. Um, some that have horses, and they all kind of just start headed that way, headed east. Everybody kind of keeps pace with each other. You don't notice anything out of the ordinary, but everybody make a perception check. Oh nope. Is there like a leader of the caravan? Pass that one. Oh. 15. You fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 11. 21. So, Ebron and Braca are able to pick out, not necessarily the leader of the caravan, but somebody who has kind of taken authority over everybody that's kind of traveling together at this moment, and just kind of keeping pace and letting people know when they're going to be camping and things like that. He's actually a short, stocky dwarf. When you look at him, you don't necessarily see any weapons on him. But you also feel like he's not somebody that you want to cross either. He is kind of aggressive, very loud, but at the same time, he does seem like he's doing what he believes is best for everybody to keep everybody together and safe. Agard will approach him. Okay. And just, he reaches out his hand and says, I am Agard. Hello. And you are? Hi, I'm Dougal. Good to meet you, Dougal. Good to meet you. These are my friends. Hi, I'm Katie. Hello. Do you happen to do wood carvings? No. Uh, oh. Okay. I, I usually carve flesh. I usually uh, I, I keep keep an eye out on the caravan, specifically goblins. Mm. If you see a goblin, let me know. I I certainly will. Do you know of any dwarves who carve wood here uh, in the caravan? No. 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 Oh, okay. I'm I'm not really. Um, I'm paid to protect. I'm not paid to know who who's here. Yep. Okay. No problem. It nice to meet you. If you would Good need, you. if you would need help, we are known as the heroes of Port Savorsa. Hi, that's you. I've heard <laughs> I heard rumors last night, so but... we could help you if you need. <sighs> I'm the hero of the pathways. Dougal, it's good to meet you. Great to meet you guys. Is there anything else? No. And he kind of walks off and you can just hear him start yelling at people. Hi, you get in line. Don't step out there. He starts yelling at him and kind of directing people to stay on the path. Um, And people kind of start wandering off the dirt road. And on either side, it's not necessarily that like there's trees in that, but there's tall growth. So you can tell that if Dougal were to walk in there, like the only thing you would be able to see is like from the eyes up. So he's trying to keep everybody out of there and move over. I go back up to Dougal. Katie does, and mm-hmm. she just kind of whispers to him, hey, do you have any relation to the blacksmith? And you just hear, he's like, oh! <laughs> you, your type always sneak up on people like that. I apologize. I must just have light feet. I don't... I wasn't no, trying to. I don't know a blacksmith. Oh, okay. i just curious. Thank you. Turns and he walks, and then he just keeps walking towards the back of the caravan. That is for you, Brown. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Am I on Katie's shoulder? No. I've been wondering where you were. I, I think that's a discussion that you two need to have. I know. I was, I was, I was asking where this. Where is he? Um, if you wanted to get on my shoulder, then I would have put you there. Yes. Yeah. There we go. 
so that you don't have to walk. I think someone's getting a little lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's his tiny legs. It's hard for him to keep up. I got little legs. Let's find a leathersmith to make a little <laughs> shoulder saddle for yeah, right? Katie over here. Maybe we can go back to the blacksmith and he can bash oh that boy. God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so you guys are continuing on the path. So how big is this caravan? How many people? So roll an insight check. Everybody? Or? Um, I'll do it if you're looking at 13, it. 13. <laughs> 18. Katie fell asleep. <laughs> 11. So Bracca and Agard. Bracca, you have a, you figured out a little more, but Agard, you can tell. It looks like there's four main groups. There's a couple caravans of wagons. There's one with three wagons that you can tell are together. There's another one with two, and then there's about five people mounted on horses, and then eight people just walking. Braca, you can tell that the people walking are not all in the same group. Um, you can tell that it, like there's one family of like three, and then everybody else kind of seems like they don't really know each other, and then there's you guys. Okay. How many in each group are armed? Because I would imagine this kind of a caravan would have... Well, with an 11, you're not sure. Okay. Well, that would be perception, actually, more than insight. So um, I would say you could probably, with your passive perception, there are some that are armed. You can't tell if the family is armed or not, but there are some that are. I rolled a 20. Yeah, just I'm just using your passive okay. for this because this is something that you wouldn't necessarily like be sitting there staring at to give people cause to try to look. But you're, I'm just glancing. Yeah, about. you're a soldier. You're used to looking across and seeing things. Some of the wagons have a little bit of security, but most of it is the hired hands that Dougal is kind of ordering around. That's most of the security. As we're walking, mm-hmm. Agard is going to be kind of looking just off the main road. Okay, just looking for herbs or berries or any kind of fruit just he he kind of just forges as he goes it's just kind of yeah. his way let's say you can forge some so stuff yeah so whenever you want me to roll to find whatever you let me know but um I, I would say it's right now it's easy enough because you're so out in the open um it is kind of tall weeds but along the road there's different flowers and things like that um those weeds are not tall yeah well not very hard <laughs> But yeah, as you go, you can, you can forge some stuff to, okay. to make some food and that stuff out of. Um, I would say you could probably, throughout the day, make like a ration or two out of just things that you forge. So yeah. another question, would there be deer out in the fields to either side that I could take down um, and feed not only us, but like other groups in the caravan? Um, you would notice that the caravan is stocked. Like okay. most of these people prepared for the trip, so they've got food in that. There's mm-hmm. plenty of wildlife all around you, but for the most part, you see it along the tree lines, which is a ways off. You can see movement, but it's not something that I'm. Yeah, going you're, you're in go you're after. in an open area right now. It would be so, bad though. I mean, no, to to be able to do that. At least if you find something that's good enough to you know feed our group and then exactly give others. And, yeah. and that's what I was thinking is. Is more of our group and anyone else who might not have enough. You can roll a perception check. I mean, we are the heroes of Fort Savorce. We did not let that go to our heads. Twelve. <laughs> Agard is hand stitching that you into it. You don't see anything that um, you feel like would feed quite a bit of people. You see more like rabbits and squirrels and things, kind of uh, field mice darting through the field. That stuff. You don't see necessarily anything in bulk. Okay. So, you guys continue on. You get through the first day of travel. Uh, it's pretty non-eventful. I did roll for it. Um, you guys get ready to uh, bed down for the night. <laughs> yeah, we do. And... Bed it down. The caravans start getting out cooking supplies <laughs> and things like that. They start getting out pots and they start making stews um, and stuff like that. They all kind of offer it to the other people that are traveling um it's uh you know some people some of the walkers walk over and they give them like food and stuff to put in the stew everybody's kind of contributing but yeah everybody has a a nice little meal and gets ready to sleep agard would like to walk kind of around when everyone is kind of cooking Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming not everyone is of the same economic status is there maybe a group that looks like they're not cooking with the best stuff you know what i mean like they're cooking with you know yeah whatever 
You you notice some of, some of the walkers weren't necess- didn't necessarily bring like the best stuff because they didn't have as much space. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of contributing to some of the wagons, hoping to get some of it. Um, mm-hmm. So they are getting some food from those folks, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like Agard like whatever to offer some of what he did forage throughout the day to those people. Okay, and then if they're making something that again seems maybe a little bland or something, he's going to offer you know from his own pouch of okay good. stuff yeah. a little. And you see, um, you offer it to a couple of people. A couple of people take it, and they're yeah. very like appreciative and thankful of it. Mm-hmm. It definitely makes the stew better when okay. you add it to it. Um, the stew is decent as it was, but you can sure. tell they enjoy the flavor. It's a little different. Um, sure. So everybody's getting ready to um, go down for the night. You guys want to do anything, or are you guys going to sleep too? No. Yeah, Agard is going to find a place within the trees. Just well, there's off. no there's no trees around right now. Oh. They're like a long, a long ways off. No, it's more like um, <laughs> grains and fields. Okay, okay. So it's more like open is there fields. kind of a way that's not far off? That's a little like he could, you know, you know, I mean, like Agard's before. He kind of sleeps a little bit outside the group. Like you know, but there's yeah. like tall so, grains. He could just make himself like a little. As you start kind of like walking into the tall grass, you hear sure. Dougal like, "I don't don't travel too far. I'm not coming to get you in the morning." And he turns and just kind of starts walking back around the caravan. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the, the grass and the, the weeds and the grains and that stuff all yeah. around are about two and a half feet tall. Okay. So you're able to make like a bed and lay down and like it would cover the top of your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Kraka will summon the raptor one more time before, um, we like fully go to bed just to like really see how it works. Okay. Like- where, where are you doing this? I mean, are we in the back of the caravan? Well, when you guys were eating, everybody kind of came together and made like a circle just off the path. Okay. Um, I mean, he'll just kind of walk away from the group. He'll tell Katie, like, he's just going to go away for a sec. You can follow if you want to, though. Kate, Katie will for sure follow. <laughs> okay, it's, so. It's getting dark, right? Dougal, yes. Yeah. It is dark. Dougal does not track you leaving at all. You You disappear into the the weeds and that stuff um roll actually roll a stealth check we'll see if he notices i mean like a four maybe something like that four okay he sees you he sees you start to disappear and the same thing that he said to Aaron. he's like i won't go wandering too far i'm not getting you in the morning okay and he kind of keeps walking and he looks at you and just kind of nods at katie like if you're following him, watch him. Like, as he's cocking it, and then he just turns and keeps walking around the camp. Katie just turns around and mouths the word, wow. Because <laughs> this little Dougal guy, man. Hey, and she just walks. He takes his job serious, all right? No, that's fine. That's He is paid to protect the caravan. More he is power protecting to the caravan. Uh, but yeah, Katie will follow uh, Bracca to make sure he's okay. What, what are you doing, bro? And Bruin's going to sleep till just after midnight, and then he's actually going to get up. And are there fires lit around where everyone's sleeping? Um, it, they they would have gone out. Okay, at that point, he's going to. So once he gets up, he's going to walk around the perimeter and utilize the pitch dark with his dark vision to just kind of watch everywhere. As you like, start to do him. that. Some of the other people who are paid with Dougal are like, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like, we've got this. That's what we're paid to do. So if you want to help, you can, you know, pitch in and let us know. But if you're going to walk around and just look, like, we need to know what you're doing. So I'm, we don't think you're trying to steal from people in the caravan. I'm basically just patrolling around the caravan so that way nothing sneaks up on us in, 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 in the dark and so when he turns his his head, and I imagine that they have a torch, they can see that that his eyes are they reflect like a greenish color because he is a predator. So, so this guy doesn't have a torch. So what? So what kind of light does he have? He is any? he is a gray skinned elf. So ah. he can see in the dark. Um, you notice that during the day he had a hood up. 
Mm-hmm. So you didn't really see him, mm-hmm. but at night now he's got his hood down. You can tell that he is a, a drow elf okay. that is kind of helping this caravan, but he kind of tries, well, he doesn't kind of, he tries to conceal his identity during the day um, when everybody is up and about and he keeps robes that cover his hands over his face, that type of thing. But you do clock that he is drow and you feel like this is probably why Dougal has him with his group mm-hmm. is so that he has somebody that can't see in the dark as well. And that's why he's kind of letting you know, like, hey, if you're going to be walking around, like, we need to know. That way I'm, we don't think you're trying to steal from anybody in the caravan type I'm thing. I'm going to do this every night because two sets of eyes are better than just one. He kind of nods and, like, gives you this, like, all right, whatever kind of attitude and just turns and walks away. Like he, like he's like, he feels offended that you think he's not going to be able to keep watch, but he's also not going to say anything. Cause he knows that it's a little extra help. It's a little less thing that he has to worry about on one side. If he knows where you are. Exactly. Um, and he wanders off the other way. And so I'm basically going to stay on the side of the camp where, where I can see a guard, Katie and Braca. So, uh, so that's the side of the caravan. I would say you probably can't see Agard because Agard okay. went and kind of bedded down, bedded in, the, down. in the taller stuff. But at the very least, I can see Katie and Braca and just kind of keep an eye on them and everyone else around Roll me. Roll a perception check. Thirteen. So... You see them wander off because he would have had to get below a four. You do see these two wander off. Um, it was probably around when everybody started to bed down that you guys walked off. So let's go ahead and All RP right. that and see if you'd be back by the time he gets up. Okay. Um, when Brock is going to like ex- like excitedly like scurry through like the grass and everything mm-hmm. to like an opening like kind of away from the caravan. Um. And if Katie follows, he's just gonna, um, like, I mean, big toothy grin, like, tell you, like, gesture for you to, like, come over here. I'm still gonna, Katie is following Brock up, but she's mm-hmm. about, like, a couple feet behind him because he wanted to go off and do something. She's just wanting to make sure he's okay. So you're, like, five, ten feet behind him type of thing? I wouldn't say that far. I would say, like, five feet. Okay. Maybe at the most. So not full helicopter bomb. But yeah. <laughs> not full. Not full. <laughs> he gets to go off on his own too. <laughs> not quite arm's length, but just outside of but it. But then when she sees him kind of like gesture to like all excitedly, she's like, she just gets a little grin on her face because she's like, oh, look at him. He's so happy. <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> all right. So um, then Braca is going to be like, hey, look, look, check, check, check it out. And he's gonna pull out the uh, the amulet that has the uh, the raptor talent on it, mm-hmm. and he's gonna. She's gonna pull out her necklace real quick. So Katie has a necklace as well <laughs> that has a ring on it, and she's gonna be like, "I have one too." Can he can it do this? And he's gonna activate the make the raptor pop out. Nothing happens, man. Braca's gonna. What what is it supposed he, to he's do? He's gonna like click it a few times, and just kind of look at it. Like your key fob is low on batteries <laughs> and, and, look, and look confused. So nothing, nothing happens. Can I do an Arcana check on it real quick? Mm-hmm. Twenty. Okay, do a history check as well. Thirteen. Not bad. You can remember our pip mentioning something about a time span that you could use it, and that the raptor will stay, but you can't remember exactly how long it was. Arcana wise, you feel like as you went to use it you realize that the aura on it that was there this morning has faded. So there's not like a purple outline. You kind of put the pieces together that there is a time limit once you summon it the first time and that you have that amount of time. Oh, like a window to summon it again? Yep. Okay. Okay. Braca will just look very disappointed and like still tried like click the thing and activate it. And he'll just say, never, never mind. It was supposed to do something cool, but it, it, it didn't. Tomorrow it probably will. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because, I mean, mine just kind of hangs out on my leather cord uh, as well. So, but you want to come back out here in the morning? Rocco will just, like, 
like looking at the ground like disappointedly like shrug. Oh, Braca. Um sure. We could we'll do we'll do it in the morning. Uh you can show me uh whatever cool uh trick it's supposed to do. Brocco will just like nod and just like shoulders slump, just walk back to camp. <laughs> Katie's heart is broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we why don't we go back to camp and we'll just um I mean the sooner we get to bed, the sooner we can wake up and come out here and see what it does. Rock is just gonna just say under his breath just to himself, it's gonna be really cool. <laughs> I feel it's gonna like... be really cool in the morning, Braca. <laughs> I feel like Katie's like that mom that's like, Oh, we'll buy you a new amulet. This one doesn't <laughs> work, <laughs> but we'll get you a new one. Yeah. Hush, um, all my gold pieces. <laughs> so Hush little baby, don't you guys <laughs> Yeah, right. You guys don't spend too much time out there because it didn't work. Um, so you kind of come back. You notice they come back, and that's before you had like gone down to sleep for a couple hours before okay. getting up. Katie does make a point to, like, I'm going to have to stop doing that. She does put her necklace back into her gi. Okay. She doesn't have it out in the open. Okay. Yeah, Brock will do the same. So you wake up, and it's after you wake up. Roll your sorry, real quick. The stuff that we discussed, Braca. It's who, after who wakes up? Ibrone wakes up. I got you. So it's after Ibrone. After you wake up, Braca. I'm gonna have you roll your special thing. Uh, fifty-one. Okay, so you're good. You notice Braca's tossing and turning a little, Ibrone, mm-hmm. but you don't notice. It doesn't seem like anything out of the ordinary. It seems like an uncomfortable sleep type of thing. So you think nothing of it. You walk away. And you're just kind of scoping. Go ahead and make a perception check since you're helping with watch. 21. 21. Ebrone is walking along the side that his party has fallen asleep on, kind of keeping an eye out. You do hear some motion, but for the most part, it's just small wildlife moving through, crossing over the road to the other side, stuff like that. Nothing happens that night. You get through. Um, it's around 4 o'clock. Are you getting ready to go down to finish your long rest? Because if you got up at midnight, it would not be enough for you to get a long rest. Yes, I'm going to go back to sleep just before um, everyone starts getting up. Okay, so you you go back, you go uh, down long enough to be able to get your full rest um, before everybody starts to stir and and wake up. As the morning comes, Egard, are you... Do you get up before the sun, or are you... Usually, I mean, right when the sun's coming up. Okay, so... This is when Egard wakes up. So you're waking up as the sun comes out. Right, yeah. So as he's been doing, and this kind of leads into why he was a little distracted earlier in the day, the day before, he's going to try and cast Goodberry again. Okay. But as he's about to cast it, he stops. It doesn't feel right. He's just getting this kind of, you know, when he's casting a spell, usually it, it, it has a certain feeling to it, and he can just do it, and it's done. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just not, so he's he stops and he doesn't cast. Yeah, so like mid cast, he's just like no. I'm it just, it do just this. doesn't. There's something about it that just doesn't feel right. Okay, so he starts to cast Goodberry and just decides it's not uh, doesn't feel right and it, stops. And he's not sure why. Katie and Brock, are you guys getting up when the sun comes up? Yeah, Brock is gonna like leap awake and like if Katie's not up, like nudge her away. No, she would be up. Like, I'm 100% Katie was waiting for the sun because Braca was so disappointed last night that she's like, okay, all right, are you ready? We can go. We can go right now. Braca's going to attempt once again to summon the raptor. Wait, where we are? Are we going to walk away? (laughs) You know what? Whatever you want, Braca. How many people are, like, around right here? I mean, there are five wagons. There's five people with horses tied basically to the side of one of the wagons. I'll go off to the side then. <laughs> yeah, I'll go off to the side. And I, Katie excitedly follows him. Like, all right, let's go. What are you going to show me? As you guys start to go, you hear one of the guards. And as you turn to look, you see he's wearing a hood and his sleeves are over his hands. He's like, hey, you guys shouldn't wander off for too long. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. 
just not for too long because we're, we're not going to wait for anybody. Like we're, we're paid for a time frame. We've got to get some of these wagons to Andaria's keep. So Katie's just shaking her head up and down. Like, like, yeah, no, understand. We will be right back. He gives you like a weird look, but turns and just walks away anyways. Just to him, he's paid for the wagons, not for you two. So he's like, whatever, if they don't listen, they don't listen. So you guys wander off. Um, Make a stealth check and then a perception check. Both of us? Hmm? Uh, 18 on stealth. And you said perception? Mm -hmm. Uh, 13 on perception. Um, 11 on stealth and 18 on perception. So you guys are able... Nobody's really trying to clock you. So the DC for stealth was 10 to kind of get away without people eyeing you and looking weird. With an 18 perception, you look around, you are fairly certain that nobody's watching you guys. Cool. Once you get far enough away, you're like... You kind of, like, you can motion to Brock and be like, hey, I think we're far enough now, basically. If you want to. Yeah, I'll be, I'll just be like, hey, we're good. What were you going to show me? No amulet thingy. Are you summoning it the same as last time? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Bracca, you reach up and you, you touch the raptor claw on the amulet. And about five feet in front of you, this three foot tall raptor just appears. It's taller than Bracca? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Katie's just eyes get super wide. And it does have like a purple aura around it. Braca, like you, he can use it as a mount, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he's gonna do that. What? It is. Is it supposed to be smaller than a raptor, though, like a normal raptor? Yes, it's it's more. Okay. It was designed for Braca to have a mount. Gotcha. Just trigger. Not that you guys know that, but that's what Arpip designed it for. For Braca was so that he would have a mount, so that when he gets tired, he would have something to ride rather than have to run everywhere. Uh, so Katie's eyes are just like super big and she's staring right at it. Thank you friends and fellow adventurers for listening and supporting our group. We end this week's episode here with Katie wide-eyed and in wonder as Baraka has produced a raptor from his amulet. The party has successfully integrated into a caravan and is heading east towards the town of Avorgos. Please like, subscribe, or follow our cast and crew on social media. See the episode description for links. Tune in next week as we see how the rest of the party reacts to seeing Baraka's raptor. 